Welcome to Hyperfixation, a queer fandom podcast. My name is Marika. I'm Cal. I'm Brett. All right, and this week's Hyperfixation is X-Men Blue Origins number one, or more simply, Mystique and Destiny being biological parents, because that's really what I wanted to talk about, <laughs> and that is what happens in this issue. All right, did we do the required reading, children? Yes. Yeah. Yay. I had actually, even before doing the required reading, had known about it, because I texted you the day it got announced. Oh, yes. close yeah, to, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you sent me that one. I sent you the, the, the one, uh, te- the, the, uh, Nicole Clayton. Yeah, on TikTok of people pretending that they like Azazel and the Draco, which is the worst he's, story. Um, he's a very, like, funny... Oh, right, right, right. You, yeah, you've sent me some of his X-Men stuff before. Yeah. Um, okay, so... It worked well with our Baldur's Gate episode when Cal had a little script written, so I kind of wrote a script, because we're... <laughs> if you've... You're, if you're not new to the podcast, we have done a lot of X-Men comics before, but it's usually a lot of very rambly and me like flipping through and then getting distracted and saying things. So I tried to write out kind of what we're going to talk about with this. So how well do you guys know the story of... of how well do you know Kurt slash Nightcrawler's backstory? Uh, literally only from like the movies, okay. pretty much. And like I know like I loved him from the movies. Yes. That's literally about all I, I know of him. I mean, I know that there's obviously more. And I knew that, like, I think I knew Mystique was his, like, parent somewhere in there mm-hmm. vaguely. But, like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't have, like, a fool and then understanding. I first saw him in X-Men Evolutions when he didn't have the thick accent. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then my I was like, Dad, check out this character. And my dad's like, oh, hold on. And then my dad pulled out a bunch of the old comics because that's one of, that is him and Beast are my dad's favorite X-Men. So, so just I like blue. <laughs> no, well, I mean his favorite his favorite Marvel character is the Silver Surfer. So I think he just likes the like one hundred percent not human looking things. Yeah. Is your dad still reading the comics? No, okay. uh, I I don't think he has, I don't think he buys comics anymore. Um, uh, well, because Beast has taken a turn as now a I've heard terrible I've heard fascist no uh, he has he does not. Um, <laughs> so like, this is this is like. He bought the comics when he was a kid. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so these are like the eighties. These ones, are the seventies right? yeah. and eighties. Um, okay. And like, so he he knew all about. It. When I told him about th- what happens in this comic, he's like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah. I mean, this is also you know, I, I right. my dad's been a dork his whole life, so he got me into X Men. He has a bunch of the crossover comics from back okay. in the day, and then um, like I, his Christmas present day, you can see the new Godzilla. So mm. yeah, he likes all that kind of. He even get, has like he even gave me his original like. Megatron Transformer. So he was big into the, the nerd scene back in the day. Right. Okay. The so... illegal one to sell. <laughs> What's well, a gun that doesn't have an orange tip? Oh, uh, oh, oh, okay. That right. one. Yeah. All right. So I kind of wrote out kind of, because I think knowing Kurt's entire backstory and kind of what the original plans for like why this comic has little, like literally spun it on its head. Well, no, it's actually, well, it's, it's, it's actually done what has always wanted to be done since the, the eighties. So, mm-hmm. The the way the kind of story goes and has been going is that Kurt was discovered uh, by his stepmom, foster mom, an evil Romani sorceress, circus performing witch named Margali Sardesh um, in Bavaria. And so Kurt first sees Mystique uh, in the Days of Future Past story in the early 1980s, where she's leading the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which Destiny is a part of as well. And then he asks her about her appearance or why they seem to look the same and she tells him that he should question his foster mom and so what this was initially hinting at is that chris claremont who was the big main writer i I don't really like his writing style but he wrote the like a continuous 16 year run of the x-men starting in 1975 so it kind of got it popular so he always wanted mystique and destiny to be kurt's biological parents 
But the Marvel editor at the time, Jim Shooter, had recently created a policy that said there, there would be no homosexuals in the Marvel Universe. Okay. So that plan basically died, but Chris Claremont kept writing in hints that Mystique and Destiny were together. Right. Um, they, like, I know it's like she uses some like obscure dialect of like French of what is like paramour, but can also mean like lover. So like Mystique like, calls her that a lot. So it just seems like a weird thing that she said. It'd be like calling someone like Hun or like Deer or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. There's to... there's a, a slight where you could just be like, oh, this is just how they, this is yes. just a weird name they picked for this yeah. person. Yeah. So then um, in the uh, 1990s, so that basically leaves it. We just, we, Kurt was right. abandoned. Like initially it was that he was found, Magali Sardis said she found him beside his dying mother in the forest. Uh-huh. So then in the 1980s, not in the 1980s, in, in the 1990s, it's X-Men Unlimited number four by Scott Liddell. It's revealed that Mystique is Kurt's biological mother and she had him with a German baron because she was pretending to be a German baroness for, I don't know, reasons. Yeah. So, and then this was a, a terrible quote that I found that Scott Liddell gave at one point about why they decided to do that and not go with what Chris Claremont initially intended. And he said... It was always Chris's plan that Mystique and Irina Adler, Destiny, were lovers, and that Mystique at one point transformed into a man and impregnated Destiny, and she gave birth to Nightcrawler. So Mystique and Destiny are actually Nightcrawler's father and mother. The likelihood of A, Mystique growing genitals with sperm that had a DNA code, or B, Mystique being a guy who's perpetually in a woman's body, I thought was pretty slim. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I do get this is the 90s, but I just want to say, like... I'm s- maybe I'm wrong on this. Like, maybe mm. I don't remember specifically all the details, but I do remember her often transforming into men in, like, the movies and the, yes, you know, yeah. in this, I mean, yeah, years after this, but not that yeah. many long. Yeah. And didn't, weren't there also, like, retinal scans or thumbprints mm. or something? Yeah. No, that's So not- then that's the DNA has changed. That, yeah, that, that <laughs> has always been a thing. Cause, I the mean- fact that that would change, that a ret- she could change her retina yes. and her <laughs> thumbprints, mm-hmm. but would not have sperm is ridiculous. Exactly. Like, that's why I, like, I found that quote and I was like, that is ridiculous of being like, no, 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 sperm. I was like, what? She, that doesn't make any sense. Because she can do, like, anything. She can't mimic people's powers. Like, so right. she, if she's, like, transforming Didn't into... Did like, specify now, like, she's not a shapeshifter, she's a... She's gene, a gene shifter. Gene shifter. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what um, the, this ends up revealing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, back to a little backstory here. So after, so that was just, like... Okay, that was stupid. So we leave it with it being Mystique and some random baron for a while. Mm-hmm. So it's that she abandoned him as a baby and then he was found by the Hermani Circus. Which they do keep that for the movies, that he used to be in the circus. Yes. He was a yeah, circus performer, I remember that. That was like the yeah. only thing that they kept. That and they and made him, he was German. Yeah, and they made him religious because it was the 90s. Yeah. Well, it was the 2000s. I was just saying. Uh, so has he not always been religious? I thought that was kind um, of a thing. With it him. became... Did she know exactly when? But I think it was in the 90s. I think it was the like 90s-ish. I know like he also became another poster child for Catholic guilt for a long time. Yeah, well, I think they've always had him be Catholic, yeah. technically, which I don't know Wasn't really. he a priest at one point? He did become a priest, and then he became... he. Yeah, being a priest. But um, then yeah. he kind of became the spiritual leader of Kakoa, but, you know, whatever. Um, right. So, but... Um, yeah, I can't remember exactly when, but yeah, I know he was... Yeah, he's always kind of been religious. religious. religious Involved with is, religion and something. Especially during, like, the, you know, the, Christianity, the edgy yes. 90s. It was like, oh, yeah, he's religious, but he looks like a devil. 
Well, yeah. that was kind of like the thing of yeah. like it, it, it being like, well, he can't, he is this religious guy, but he looks like a devil. Right. And that's kind of the whole thing. Yeah. And that is actually a good transition into the, what do you, yeah. The Draco, the terrible story. So basically all we get is abandoned and the sarcast, uh-huh. he mystiques his mom, random German barons. Is dead. Right. So then in the um, early odds, uh, Chuck Austin writes a story that's called the Draco that everyone always hated. So mm-hmm. this is that Mystique is disguised as a human and married to a German baron named Christian Wagner, but she has an affair with his friend named Herazazel, and then he's Nightcrawler's father. And then Mystique kills the baron when he finds out about the affair. She abandons Kurt in the forest, and then he's rescued by the Romani circus. Okay. But later in the same story, it's revealed that Zazel is basically Satan. Or at least he's a demon who inspired the stories of Satan. And he seduced Mystique because he wanted to make an army of demonic children, and he was also somehow behind the Romani circus. (laughs) (laughs) So so everyone hated this, which is kind of going into the point that Brett was just saying, because it's it's getting the point of Kurt wrong. It's not that he is a demon, it's that he's a human who looks like a demon and can be Catholic. Yeah. So right. like you're missing the entire point and basically like it's not a cool thing if he is the slur that people like right wing fascist preacher like Reverend Stryker all calling him in the stories. Right. Like you're missing the entire point. Yeah. Like he is this good guy, he just happens to look, look like, like a, a demon. demon. Yeah. Not that he's actually a demon, but he's also kind of a good guy. I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, like isn't his whole like, kind of thing like his thing of like, you know, as like a what you would say of, like, storytelling or, like, moral-wise is, like, oh, you shouldn't judge someone because they look, you know... It's exactly. like... <laughs> you quite, quite literally, yes. <laughs> and yeah. so then making them... Oh, but also, yeah, they are. So you're right for judging them, actually. You are correct. They are a demon. Yes, it's like, <laughs> yes. you've missed the entire point. So everyone basically ignores that story because they yeah. were like, well, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. Um. Oh, that was... I know it's in this fucking story. Azazel <sighs> somehow convinced him... To become a priest because it was a plot to take down the Catholic Church from the inside or something. something like he wanted that. to like make him the Pope and then make the Catholic Church <laughs> fail or something. I don't know. I haven't read the story because all I've ever heard about it is that it's fucking horrible. <laughs> um, so because we haven't talked about it all that much yet, let's. I'm going to do some uh, background on Destiny for a bit. Who Destiny or Irene Adler? And yes, the Irene Adler from Sherlock Holmes, who now in the Marvel Universe was Mystique, pretending to be a detective. With the help of Destiny. Yes. Oh, so, oh okay, I had heard that's that. That's how I had heard Sherlock that. Holmes solved all the, pro- the problems okay. with yes. fortune teller, quite literally. Okay, okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think I had heard that little... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a really fun... I think it's I think it's an Immortal X-Men story I... that, that um, does it when they're like... It goes back and they are like solving a case together and it's like very fun uh-huh. that like... <laughs> Destiny's just like walking behind Mystique and she's like, you want a clue? And she's like, no, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> um, anyway, so but... So Destiny hasn't... Didn't have a lot of appearances until pretty recently because she was dead from 1989 to uh, to 2021. Um, but she wrote a bunch of diaries and different notes, and then she kind of left those behind. Those influenced a lot of stories, especially for Mystique and Rogue, who has always canonically been their adopted daughter. Right. So Destiny is dead at the start of the Krakoa era because for complicated plot reasons, we can't let any precognitives yeah. um, be around. Um, but Mystique wants her back, and so she'll do anything to get her back so she does get resurrected. Didn't um, we? What, was that in something we read? Uh, X Men number six from twenty nineteen. That's okay. the the I want my wife back. Yes. Issue. Yes. It's, okay. Yes. I was like, yeah. oh, we read something about. 
I had no, we had run, read something about the yeah, two of them yeah. Before. Read that or the Inferno by Jonathan Hickman. They're both really good. So the reason I'm kind of giving all of this backstory is because like Mystique and Destiny have suddenly become really important characters. The one of the phases of like this phase of the Kokoyo was called Destiny of S, which is named after Destiny. She's kind of the driving force between Immortal X Men, which is one of the best books, and she could have stopped the entire Sins of Sinister event, which leads to like all of humanity and the entire universe dying and it becomes this, like, nightmare hellscape future. Mm-hmm. But Mystique... No, but Destiny looked at all the timelines and that was the only one that Mystique was alive in. So she just didn't do anything to stop Sinister and basically let all of society and, like, all of civilization really crumble so she could continue to be with Mystique. Mm-hmm. And then Mystique ends up going off and, like, being hot-headed and getting herself fucking killed anyway. So Destiny right. doesn't even get her, though she literally let the entire universe crumble so she could keep her wife. Yeah. Yeah, and that, yeah, so that kind of plays into, like, how, what kind of, what how, how Mystique is at the start of X-Men Blue Origins, which we will get to eventually, I promise. So, okay, so kind of leading into this, and kind of why Mystique is kind of how she is in this. So Mystique and Destiny were kind of hanging out at the um, Hellfire Gala, um, just kind of normal, normal, having fun, being gay, wearing great outfits, and then there's the joint Orcus Moira Nimrod terrorist attack, which kills the entire X-Men lineup, a bunch of the mutant guests, and a bunch of the human guests who are there. Uh, so Orcus captures Xavier, and they tell him that he has to telepathically force all the mutants through the Kokoa gates, or they're going to start killing even more of the human guests. Okay. So Xavier thinks that the gates are kind of pointed, or they're going to basically put people on, on Racco, which used to be Mars. But um, it seems like Orcus is lying, but Xavier just kind of does it anyway because he doesn't know what to do. So a few of the characters, mostly the ones who have like had a long history with Charles, like Nightcrawler, have something called the Red Triangle Protocol. So they can basically ignore commands from Charles if it seems like he's being like manipulated. Gotcha. So, but Mystique and Destiny don't have this. Destiny can, can't see what's going to happen once they go through the gates, but she knows that it's not going to be, like, they're not going to die. So, okay. um, or she doesn't think that they're going to die. So she tries to go through the gates, but Mystique doesn't want to go, and she tries to fight it. They also don't know where Rogue is. Rogue ends up being fine. She very, very conveniently got a call from the Avengers. So she's like, cool, I'm, I'm going to peace out. Um, so, um, so Mystique tries to resist this. She basically fries her brain, falls off a cliff, and looks like she's died. Um, Destiny does go through the gates, but then her powers stop working. So since she is blind and she doesn't have her, her foresight, she has no idea where she is, and she doesn't know what happened to Mystique. So, Orcus then flames Krakoa. For this, they call it the mutant, like, of killing all the humans at the yeah. Hellfire Gala. They start calling it a mutant massacre, just slipping around, because mutant massacres always when, like, white-wing mutant yeah, kill bigots, yeah, kill yeah. mutants. So, this basically means that all of the mutants that are on Earth have all gone into hiding. Um, mm-hmm. So, Kurt goes to New York, and he's pretending to be a... To be su- uh, Superman and un- uh, an uncanny... You mean Spider-Man? Spider-Man, <laughs> yes. He's pretending to be a Spider-Man and uncanny Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but wouldn't they still... There's a couple of different Spider-Mans running around. Dude, you'd like... I know, but like... Except for Spider-Man, still... there's always clones and blah, 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 blah. No, 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 I know that, I know that. I mean, like... But wouldn't they still be, like, this fucking mutant? Well, you... are, are we assuming the Spider-Men aren't... No. Okay. They're just... People don't hate them as much because they're doing shit? Yeah. Well, they're, they're okay. different. They're not... It, they weren't born that way. Something happened to them. Oh, um, okay. even, even like okay. the extra dimensional saying. ones. So maybe it's just Spider-Man okay. from the demon dimension. Yeah, or, or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they do there's not now, There's now a, a, limbo, a limbo embassy in New York, so maybe he's from limbo. <laughs> oh, God. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. Anyway, Peter Parker knows that yes. um, Kurt's running around. They have pizza on a clock tower once. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a really fun miniseries. It's probably like one of my... Favorite, like, of the 
the fall of X phase that we're in right now. Uh-huh. This is such a weird phase. I kind of don't like that it's happening, but it it's even weirder that Kate is literally like Kate Pride is literally on the main X Men team. And my two favorite books right now are Uncanny Spider-Man and The Invincible Iron Man. <laughs> I don't know what is happening with this. So, anyway, so I want to talk a little bit about Uncanny Spider-Man because it does kind of play in, um, because this takes place in the middle right. of it. I really thought it took place, like, in this, like, the second issue. It's literally in the middle of the fourth issue is okay. when, like, there's a blank page and it says, like, read more about this in X-Men Blue Origins number one. Mm-hmm. So, so Uncanny Spider-Man is written by Cy Spurrier and the art is by uh, Lee Gabbert. Kurt spends a lot of time in the same kind of area of this park and there's this woman who always kind of looks like distressed and that she's like possibly in a house and she keeps asking where her baby is. Yeah, later on in that same issue, like Kurt <laughs> saves some hot woman who's jogging and while she's flirting with him, she's then almost attacked um, by a guy with a knife who is dressed the same as the woman was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So Kurt knocks out that man. We see that it's Mystique and she asks where her baby is. Um, then, oh, this jogger has a mutant detector now, and so it calls in all the sentinels, which look like giant iron men for mm-hmm. plot reasons. So Kurt grabs Mystique, and she's pretty dazed, and they kind of bamf away. Um, and then he keeps trying to take care of her, but it seems like she can't really remember what she's saying. She keeps, like, randomly transforming and accusing him of stealing her baby. Uh-huh. Um, so he doesn't want to reveal that, like, he is the baby that she's right. searching for. So, and she she keeps, she calls him disgusting for, like, helping save, like, humans from, like, a mugger in the park. Uh-huh. He, like, tries to help her, and then she pulls out a gun and shoots at him, and then runs away, because she's still mystique. Yeah. So, <laughs> Kurt then gets caught up in all this kind of orchid's hunting stuff, and he's having sexy shenanigans with Silver Saber. But he eventually realizes he needs to tell Mystique the truth, so he goes back to the part of the park where she's always hanging out. Tries, like, is about to tell her, um... But then all, they almost get attacked by all these other... And anyway, so there's, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff here. Sorry. I wrote this out, but now I'm feeling like this is a bit too long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we saying here? Um, okay, yeah, so they, they... At one point, there's a whole data page of them having... Like, their audio was captured by some orchestra, like, listening device that's on a dumpster in the park. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, Nyko was telling her, like, you know, this thing with your baby, like, this is ancient history. You should kind of, you know, get over this. It's been decades since you lost your son. And uh-huh. she's just like... Like, who the fuck are you to even say something about me? Like, yeah, I'm really torn up about this, but you're clearly hiding here in some weird costume. You won't take your mask off, so, like, you're probably broken, too. Mm-hmm. He does say at one point, like, you didn't lose your son, you rejected him, so it's unhealthy for you to be, like, focusing on this trauma. Um, yeah, and that's when she calls him, like, a broken man. And then she says, there's a sickly pleasure in na- narrowing everything to a single point, however pain- painful, a single sim- simple obsession. The truth for my, lo- it's true for my lost son and for you and your stupid costume. And then she cusses him out and runs away. Mm-hmm. Then Kirk goes on a date with Silver Saber. There's some more Urka stuff. Um, and once he talks it over with Silver Saber, he realizes he does need to kind of go and tell this, tell Mystique who he truly is. Um, and then still funny to me that because Silver Saber's like a Spider-Man villain. Yes. Yeah, she's working for Orcus, kind yeah. of, but they just, they got, they needed to, like, work with each other and work together, and then it got kind of sexy, and then they just kind of started having sex. <laughs> so, yeah. they're, they're just, like, kind of fucking throughout this, though they're, like, kind of on opposite sides. Um, but, um, yeah, okay, I, I thought she was a pre-established Yeah, she's a pre-established Spider-Man, Spider-Man okay. villain. She, yeah. um, she's kind of like Craven the Hunter. She, like, they actively hunt superhumans. Okay, yeah, that's what... Oh, yeah, her team has been hired by Orcus. That's that what it is. Makes so sense. Hunt uh, mutants. Yeah, they're, uh. they're like a mercenary group, too. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> anyway, so she's... <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so she's fucking the mutant. Got yeah, it. Makes yeah. Sense. So now, well, you know, they had some sexy hey, shenanigans, dude, and then, yeah. they, then they started dating. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Prehensile. Okay, so now 20 minutes in, let's actually get to um, X-Men Blue Origins. Number one, which was written by Cy Spear, 
uh, with the R by Wilton Santos, Oren Jr., and Marcus Tao. And I have the Lesser Dodderman variant cover because the key's in. <laughs> <laughs> that is a cool variant cover. That I saw this and I was like, cool. I'm getting that one. <laughs> like, it, it looks very, it, it's, it's very much bisexual flag. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think they're I both lesbian, but they're definitely, right, they're both lesbian-ish. Um, or pan, kind um, of. Ish, I think. Mystique has definitely had relationships with, with men, men before. Yeah. I, right. See, Destiny's a weird case because she's, like, kind of from the 1800s, so I think she did. Yeah. Um, but like, it's like, did you because you wanted to or because that's what you did at yeah, that time? Yeah, like, she's um she's actually Pyro's mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> that tracks. Um, so, that tracks. <laughs> um, so, I, I don't... I, I, I don't know when. I, I, like, um, but... It's very bisexual lighting, though. It is. Y- yes, it is. Um, <laughs> all right, so... So we st- oh we start off at the Hellfire Gala and our little narrator guy is basically telling us that I didn't need to do all this preamble it doesn't really matter so basically we're summing yeah, up yeah. by the way the like Kurt fetus yeah <laughs> what like I don't I feel weird like I did, was he pretty established or something I literally have in my notes is he just like a so little so we start at the fun... Hellfire Gala with our little narrator guy parentheses he's one of Legion's personalities if Brett asks oh my god <laughs> okay that's right it's revealed in the final issue of Uncanny Spider Man that he's one of Legion's personalities who has come of to protect he's part her of Legion <laughs> that <laughs> makes sense you were gonna ask me so well, I was like I don't know <laughs> Why does he look so much like her? Why is he white? And why is he? Oh yeah, why is he a fourth wall breaking? Ability? Oh yeah, but he's through all of Uncanny Spider Man. He's there, like basically just like hanging out too, and there's, there's really no explanation. Um, but yeah, when you say Legion, that's all you need yeah, to say. I yeah. know. So basically, Mystique tried to resist Charles' call to leave. It's crammed with her brain. She falls to her death, but of course she's not actually dead. Uh-huh. So literally, with her size, goth Smurf lady survived. Who saw that coming? So mm-hmm. she um, climbs onto an Orcus boat. Uh, kills a bunch of workers guys, accusing them of having stolen her baby. She then says that she's going to sail the boat to the forest. And then Kurt ends up finding her in Central Park. He's chasing after her, telling her that, you know, she's confused. Her son is fine, but she's mad that he's helping humans. She then breaks down crying, and he thinks that her mind is fractured, and she's, like, stuck in some, like, deep Memory, point of trauma. Yeah. yeah, so she <laughs> pulls a gun on him and tells him he doesn't know anything. Um, but then he explains that he does kind of know something. So I love this start at the beginning of how like convoluted and like messy and metal of like what Kurt's actual backstory is and who knows what and like because it, yeah it just yeah so she basically no so Kurt explains that she was pretending to be Baron Christian Wagner's wife using his power and wealth. Kurt always thought that it must have been some sort of stopgap between time with her true love, but Mystique doesn't let him say her name. Uh-huh. Um, and then Kurt thinks she cheated on um, the Baron with his A's a lot of boredom, got pregnant with him, murdered her husband uh, when he discovered the affair, and then left the baby in the woods. Right. Mystique then gives her view, saying that, you know, it, it was, like, more complicated than that. She grew bored with Christian, who was boring and weak, and she thought she was in love with Azazel and wanted to be a mutant queen with a darkling prince. Um, but she was foolish, and Azazel abandoned her, and Christian grew suspicious. And then she revealed herself when she felt the baby skin for the first time. The townsfolk heard about it, and then that triggered the mob. And then she says, but but the, th- the, but the thug circled back to the castle, and then it's hazy, as if whatever, whichever way I tell the story, it doesn't add up. I know I had to go back for something. All I remember, I remember that for sure. I dropped a child, then I went back to rescue my wife. And then Kurt's like, <gasps> What? And mm-hmm. I think it was supposed to be like, oh, what for the audience too? But like, yeah, we got it. Like, we get what this issue is about. Yeah, yeah I think we kind of knew that. And then we released this kissy variant cover where, yes. like, look at Mystique's hand placement and how it's like on Dusty's yeah. stomach. I was like, 
yeah, so they're going to do it. Like, they're yeah. going to make it that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, and we knew this was going to happen in, like, the middle. They even pouted this and being like, find out Nightcrawler's true backstory. And it was like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, oh, okay. So, so, so there has Because if they did anything else now, it would just be like. Well, Seriously? fuck you. Like, come on, let them... Why let, not just keep the shitty we, backstory then? Someone's been wanting to do this since the 80s. Like, yeah. So, so, so yeah, this is the... Because in all these different versions of the story, Destiny has never been there before. Yes. Kurt says so Destiny's name, and then Mystique's kind of brain fries again. Uh, she pulls a gun on Kurt and then asks where her baby is. And then he pulls out his sword that he's had through Uncanny Spider-Man. And the narrator tries to just have us like, yada, yada, don't, don't worry about the sword. And then yeah. Kurt does explain the sword that it's the Hope Sword... Which might have been from Ten of Swords, but it's been a really long time since I read that, and I can't remember. There were a mm-hmm. lot of mythical swords floating yeah. around for a while, yeah. so. Um, but he says that it provides hope for a better that a better world is possible, and the courage to fight for it. He gives it to Mystique so she can use this light to kind of escape her trauma. And I do really like this cool little like half page of her like with the sword, where she's like screaming, and then uh-huh, there's yeah. a, like it looks like blo- yeah. broken glass in the background, but it's Charles saying, "How can I help?" And then. So she collapses crying and says that it's all about destiny. And then I want to read this one quest. So she says, because I, I really, really love Mystique and Destiny. They're kind of like my favorite X-Men couple ever. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's all like beautiful and terrible. And they're, uh, yeah. So anyway. Here's yeah, they're quote. fun angsty to, to enjoy. Yes. And, yeah. yeah. So um, Frodo is like, we never had a simple love. Irene's mind, it's ruled by ifs and ends. Well, my ma- mind can't be ruled at all. It's strange to adore someone so completely that you know you can't coexist coexist without passion becoming pain but we've always had time we've had each other we love we part she with her valleys of misery we with my wages and thrills so she explained that they both agreed that they would take other level lovers miss sticks that she always kind of used them as kind of toys and a means to an end but they had decided that these other lovers had to benefit them both in some way Mm -hmm. and so christian wagner was one of those so Mystique had Irene be hired, and we're like being told all of this in flashback within with Mystique and Kurt in the park. With yeah, his little narrator legion guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she hired Irene to be the maid, and then Azazel kind of set his eyes on her, and she calls him a teenager with the tattoo, who was like eager to show how bad and evil he was. Uh-huh. But um, she quickly grew bored of him, and she never really liked him anyway. But Irene kind of encouraged the affair, so she did it, and she felt that they were like growing distance, and there was going to be a separation again. But then Irene said she had another idea, and she wanted them to build a family and have um like have a child together for once because they've never had a kid together before. Yeah, and I really like this one little panel of her just like sitting all cutely in the park. Yeah. And she's like explaining <laughs> this inestimable this page of sexy flashback. <laughs> so, like, um, yeah, so she said they had they had been other pregnancies, but this one would be different. It would be theirs, and she said, said so. We made a baby, just her and me. I, love, I, I get that, like, I'm sure it was more of an audience thing, but I think it's very funny that Kurt, like, is like, but how? <laughs> I was like, what, really? That, that is the next thing in my notes. Um, because, like... Okay. I get we needed you to explain it to the audience that they wanted to, like, say, no, this is exactly yes. what it is, make yeah. it as clear as possible. But there's something about it being, like, another mutant who yes. knows Mystique well enough to know what she's about. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a fucking, like, that's exactly how I have got it. It felt like it's, like, an editor note of, like, no, we need him to react like this. It's like, Kurt... She's your mom. You've known this since, like, uh, you've known this since the 90s. You've been an X-Men since the 70s. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you assume a secret conceive a child? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. But um, I do like that Mystique says to him, don't be pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so, because this felt like they, 
it just feels like there was some editors like note that they're like, okay, you got to justify this in some sort of queer way, and then you need to justify it in a science way. Yeah, I was gonna say I actually really love her uh, her scientific explanation of it yeah. of her because her scientific explanation is very much like. Well, sex doesn't exist in the first place. Yeah. Or that, like, a sex binary doesn't exist. Yeah, so this is the, yeah. the this is the one quote that she says, I've lived for years as a sap- as sapien males, years as females. Do you know what I've observed? They're all awful, they're all as awful as each other. The only true binary division lies not between gender, sexes, or sexualities. Well, <laughs> I like this quote a lot. <laughs> it, it lies between those who are allowed to be who they are and those who are denied that. And she's like, and I'm fucking mystique, bitch. Like, right. come on, why wouldn't I be able to do this? This is that, That's the most interesting thing for me because I feel like she's always been brought in, even as just, like, from the basis level of, like, for, like, my ideal of being a fan of the, you know, the 2000s trilogy. Yes. Like, I feel like it was always that she didn't just change the she didn't just mirror someone she became that person yeah like and i feel like that's always been clear yeah so the ideal that people would be like oh well no the limit is just this one weird point like blood's fine fingerprints are fine retinas are fine yeah but like sperm would be too much like it's just very bizarre to me that that would even be the thought like i would have always i think assumed if oh she was a man if i would have been told in like the 2000s while she was a man, she got someone pregnant. I still would have probably been like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like, it was what, when, when she when was she, a man. When she was pretending to be Senator Kelly through like the entire second yeah. movie. Like, yeah, yeah right. Well, like, what? <laughs> like, I feel like that would have been obvious. Yeah, yeah. Of course she could have impregnated someone. Like, yeah, I would have never thought that that was something <laughs> someone would say, no, this isn't, this isn't possible. Yeah, it's like, what? Well, this is too far fetched. Why? <laughs> it's more far fetched that she wouldn't be able to. <laughs> yeah, totally. While like, she's a man. Yeah, that's yeah. Bizarre. So. For the kind of science um, explanation, Mystic to say that she rewrites every disgusting trait of humans. She's not just a clever blue squid. Um, but yeah. there's a data page um, from Dr. Stasis. He's one of the doctors for Kakoa. And he says that Mystique is actually a gene shifter, not a shape shifter. And she's fully rewriting her genome every time she transforms. Right. And she's probably one of the most powerful mutants and only isn't an Omega because she can't mimic the X gene. Or maybe she can. Dr. Stasis is like, it's probably safe if we don't oh, tell no. Mystique any of this. Yes. Yeah, Which yeah. Which is very funny because I think that's a message to the Quiet Council. And Mystique has always been on the Quiet Council. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, are we just assuming she's not reading the memos or something? That's a pretty safe bet. <laughs> like, um, so back in the flashback, we see that Mystique kind of breaks it off. I guess with- that, that point is interesting, though. Because, like, I guess, because she seems to be aware that she is changing genome, right? Yeah. So it is bizarre that she can't mimic powers. Yeah. But I guess maybe it would be this whole idea of, like, maybe not understanding how the genome makes the powers kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, like... Right? Like, how that, how that code goes into a power. Yeah. But then I said, like, it's subconscious. Or that, like, maybe she would be able to, but we don't want to test it. Yeah, it seems like if she really, like, studied, studied it, it and tried like, to do it, she maybe she could. Yeah. But, like, why would she need to? She's gotten along fine without, like, so right. that's what, basically, like, Stasis is being like, it's kind of good that she has no interest in science because she might right. become the most powerful mutant ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, and I think that's one of, kind of, for, you know, more plot reasons, 
That would make her fucking unstoppable. If yeah, she, yeah. She could just become anyone and get all their powers. Yes, and anyone right. she's like ever touched, she doesn't even have to be like near someone, like like hope or sink or something. Like yeah, that would, right. yeah, that would make her like way too powerful. Oh, that's what hers is, right? She has to touch them first yeah, at some point in time. If she has touched them at all, all, so then she can transform into them. Right. I, I guess I don't know that she says that in here, but I don't know like how we don't really ever really reference that that often. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I guess maybe that But was she a, can't, like, see someone across the room and just change into them from... I think she can, though. Like, oh, okay. um, or maybe she has to, like, discreetly touch them. I don't know. But, like, the Mystique in the movies could do that, because, like... I thought she had to have to have... Uh, maybe I'm totally making... It's been so long since I've seen those movies. No, because, I mean... Oh, yeah, I no. thought that... Wasn't there a whole thing where she had to sneak in as someone else to touch the senator first before she could turn into him? Or am I totally making that up? No, because she was pretending to be his aide yeah. before. So maybe that was, yeah... Yeah, I was like, wasn't she some woman to, like, get close to him to then turn into him? But I don't remember. <laughs> I was like, who fucking knows? Yeah, that was all like, yeah. Okay, so back in the flashback, um, we see that Mystique breaks it off with Azazel. She pretends to be pregnant, exactly matching Irene's pregnancy. But Christian is still paranoid, and he discovers her with Irene one night. Which Mystique says actually made everything easier, because he calls them strumpets and sapphic perverts. <laughs> so... I like the sapphic purpose. So Mystique reveals herself to him and then slits his throat. Yeah. So she pretends to be him sometimes to kind of hide the fact that he's dead. And we said Irene goes into labor and she first saw that it was going to take 22 hours and that she would lose a liter of blood. So that that's fun for her. Um, the doctor thinks it's that... The, normal. <laughs> the doctor thinks that the baby um, is dead because it's blue. But uh, he says that's probably for the best because it seems to be deformed. Um, also, let me think. That's not how blue baby. That's not how dead baby looks. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, that's I, so I, fucking what's, funny. What's so when good, they said that, I was like, what's uh, so goofy about this is because like this is with like the sliding time scale and like it always kind of being modern is like usually when this like is told or it's like seen, I like in my head I was like, well, the first time like this was mentioned, it was at least like the forties, I guess, or something. But, like, now, based on their outfits, it looks like it's, like, 2005. <laughs> like, right. So, the fact of the doctor, like, so I was like, I was like, oh, well, you know, the doctor's, like, from the 1800s. And I was like, wait, no, he's not. He's right, even I was thinking that. And like, I was like, wait. Yeah, so it's, well, this is also the thing of, like, like, before the Kokoa era, like, um, no, I guess literally in, like, 1989, when Destiny died, she was, like, in her 80s. Right. So, like, it kind of made, so in some, some of these flashbacks, and, like, Mystique's, like, functionally immortal. So, like. Right. In some of these flashback stories, something just crashed in the kitchen. No, no, I don't think so. Oh, my nose whistled. He went like, he dropped this. And I went... Let me go check that there's okay. a Harvey Dentist like... I was going to say, my nose bottle. definitely just whistled. Um, no, he's been right okay, here. Okay, um, so what, was it, what was I saying before I, th- I thought my cat broke something? Um, <laughs> doctor. Oh, oh like so, doctor, like, yeah. so it... So some of the, oh, like... So they're some functionally of the, the, immortal. Yeah, so some of the... Well, I mean, wasn't. She was just old as fuck. Um, but oh, when okay. when she got resurrected... Really? I would assume that she was immortal. I don't know why. Like, I guess that power, I just assume, is Yeah, immortal, no, so... Um, no, but when she... Scary. When Mystique, like, went around the Kokoan process and got her resurrected, she had her be, like, in her, like, 30s, basically, uh-huh. which Mystique said was... So she's like, it's a gift for you and for me. Like, <laughs> and so... Um, so she says, the, I don't like saggy tits. So <laughs> so I, didn't, I didn't really want to fuck you when you were 80, sorry. Okay, well, she did, but, <laughs> I know, but, but, but now she's like, hey, now I can just have you young again. But like when they meet, it's like a flashback, and it looks like it's like the fucking Old West. Like It might be like yeah. the 20s or something. So yeah. in my head, I was like, yeah, it makes sense that like this doctor would be like, oh, yeah, 
the baby's dead. That's why it's blue and and, and it's deformed in some way. That's why it looks like a demon. Um, it's breathing and awake, but it's kind of blue, so it's dead. <laughs> I was like, what? So Mystique like takes the baby and is like, no. The gas is escaping. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? So Mystique takes the baby and is like, no, he's probably maybe he wasn't breathing, but anyway, he starts. He, I mean, he does start breathing, and Mystique says she doesn't want the first thing he sees to be to be a lie, so she reveals herself. Um, but the doctor and the nurse that are in the room see this and everything, so... Um, well, newborn babies are practically blind. She should have waited. <laughs> I think she was a little overcome <laughs> with <laughs> the emotion of this. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> she yeah, she could have waited. She could have waited a few or, weeks. Or Mystique, <laughs> destiny could just continue to be baronesses in Germany yeah. for the rest of their lives. <laughs> So, but the mystique, the mystique, the, the, <laughs> Jesus, the doctor and the nurse see everything. So they then blab to the town. But um, Irene tells that, just Irene tells Raven. I keep switching back between my own their note. names and their yeah, it's in their code names. So, so mystique, um, Irene tells her to take you know take the baby and run. She's going to be fine. She's seen it. So mystique does that. She takes her into the woods. But then the mob stops chasing her and they turn towards the castle. But, you know, Destiny said she was going to be fine, so Mystique, like, waits for a little bit. She then does get too anxious about it. She hides Kurt in the forest uh, and then runs back. But Irene's gone, so then she runs back into the forest and Kurt is gone. She says that this is the loneliest moment in her ugly long life, but it is also the simplest. Kurt then reveals who he is to Mystique, and she's like, duh, you fucking idiot. Like, I knew it from the moment I saw you. Like, you're clearly Nightcrawler in a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> like, so she thinks she has to be there like, she had to come to him for a reason. Because, like, she was thinking about Bavaria, but she somehow ended up in Central Park. Mm -hmm. So, but she does kind of get mad at him, saying that, like, this doesn't really mean anything for them. Like, they've lived separate lives, and she's not the, like, sad mom from the forest anymore. Uh -huh. But then she gets another memory, um, which is from five years after the events that took place in Bavaria, when Destiny finally let herself be found. And Misty keeps saying throughout this that, like... Like, Irene has this, like, incredible power to persuade her to do things. And I love this. She's just like, hey. I love this fucking outfit. She's wearing blue. She has little heart-shaped sunglasses on. And there's a sad <laughs> little baby rogue sitting on a playground. Yeah. And I was like, you fucking bitch. You wait until this moment to get, let yourself be discovered and be like, you can't get mad at me. I replaced the kid. Look, and it's a girl. <laughs> so... Um, so uh, they basically adopt little baby Rogue um, on the spot because she's she's being <laughs> abandoned. So Irene then explains why she pushed Raven away and toward Azazel and then abandoned her. So Azazel was going to rise to power and kill all of the X-Men and basically every hero unless he had a child born that he believed was his. He was going to obsess so much over this heir that he would then allow the boy to sabotage his, his ambitions like multiple times. So Irene told the Romani circus where to find Kurt because he had to be raised in a certain way that he could become this hero. Uh -huh. She didn't really know how that worked. Well, I guess his, his his foster sister, who he then had a relationship with, she also kind of was a hero. Um, Amanda Sefton. I was like, why am I blanking on what her name is? Um, but, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, it's like, he'll be, become a great guy if he's raised by this <laughs> Romani witch. Um, uh, wasn't, wasn't she also, like, abusive? Wasn't it, like, an Or no? Am I crazy? Um... Rogue's parents, Rogue's dad was abusive, okay, so that's why that's Rogue yeah. ran away. So Destiny tells Mystique, like, our boy, he we he weaves through the darkness every future, every savage era that would eat us. He is the glowing thread that drives back the night. So 
I really like this because this is exactly what Kurt does deserve, which is like the exact opposite of what the fucking Draco story did. We're like, he's really a demon, and then her being like, no, she's re- he's really like such this great hero that he has to exist in this certain yeah. way, or like we're all gonna fucking yeah. die. That's I think that's what like drew me to Kurt originally of why I liked him when I was like a kid. Yeah, is like I like first of all the, the his like introduction scene. What was that in the fir- beginning in the of the second, second movie? Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, when Storm so awesome. and Jean find him in the church. Yeah, it's really yes. cool. Well, oh no, that in like the the. The, like, White oh, House. Oh, the White House, yeah. Yeah. So I immediately liked him, but yeah, I liked that he was, like, this really nice, like, super sweet, cool guy, and then, yeah. like, you know, he had, like, you know, the, he looked like a demon, and, yeah. you know, like, I did, like, the little edgy, like, oh, he's sweet, but everyone thinks he's bad. <laughs> yeah, I know the, the yes. face you're playing up, but they play up the Catholic guilt <laughs> What, Brad, you play... <laughs> no, no, it's because they play up the Catholic guilt so much with that, and that one, and, like, it yeah. is, it's more, in the comics, it's more just, like, he's, he's fucking... Okay, well, sick. I also had my own childhood Catholic guilt. <laughs> well, no, I know, I know, so that is... Wait, 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 wait. you're trying like... to out-Catholic out guilt me? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. So, but in <laughs> the... Catholic school for 13 years. I thought you were going to say something about different characters I like that are always... Oh, there, you know, you just love Catholic guilt. I'm surprised you don't like Daredevil. The personification of Catholic guilt I, I just never got into as a it. superhero. And he, he doesn't... Yeah. He's not gay enough. He's not gay enough. No, that is fair. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, but so... But it, it, Kurt has always kind of been that, but then he's also been like... He's he's like... He is confident in who he is, even though yeah. he does look like that. So that's why he's always fucking everyone. So... <laughs> So Kurt and Mystique are kind of both mad at Destiny that she kind of used him as a pawn in a tool, but then she does this a lot to a lot of people. I mean, she yeah. let the entire universe crumble so she could be with her wife. Right, right. And so, in <laughs> the flashback, Mystique is basically, like, always strangling Destiny in front of, like, a little sleeping baby rogue. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how do folks sleep through all of this? <laughs> so, I mean, tells her, though, that there's a way that they can fix it. So they then go to Charles Xavier, which, I don't know, this is just very funny. Like, I look at these flashbacks, that's, like, it's all this good goofy sliding time sale, because, like, it would be the, like, early 80s, so in my head I'm just like, yeah, it's the early 80s. But the way they were both dressed, it's so, like, 2005 or something. Yes. Um, I don't know, I don't know, so just seeing Destiny, who, like, always wears this. Yes. Now wearing, like, a, a colored like, shirt with a sweater. Clothes, yeah. She's <laughs> got a blazer on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, basically, Destiny is asking Charles to remove all of this from the mind, like the very other pregnancy, the visions, like just get it all out. And he agrees and says that he'll remove it from his mind as well. But Masique says that she wants to know that the baby was hers. And so everyone agrees to that. But Charles explains that their minds are going to create memories kind of around the missing information. Huh. And he doesn't know how that's going to play out. Right. Then Mystique gets... Like, that a- is also a very smart retcon of like, why there's this stupid story with the demon mm-hmm. thing. Uh, yes. Yeah. And why it's smart. Yeah. And why it's changed so many different times. Yeah. And like everyone has. And yeah. it makes perfect sense. Cause if you did just have one little memory of an event, oh, this is my child with you nothing ha- else around yeah, it. Yeah. You had your a brain's going to fill in the gaps. And he was like, while you were living. And kind of fucking Germany. this demon guy at the same time. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Mystique then realizes though, <laughs> what a fucking asshole Charles Xavier is. Because he made her think that she abandoned her son and that she never loved him. Yeah. Kurt says that, like, you know, they don't, they both don't have to be alone anymore. Like, he, he, like, needs her too. That's why he's, you know, he's, like, it's being, like, it's always been a part of his life that's been missing. Thinking yeah. that, like, he was rejected and abandoned and she would never really tell him why. Mm-hmm. So, so then they kind of hug it out and cry in the park. And it, uh, it ends with them kind of, like, walking down this little path in the park. Um, and then... Uh, there's one issue of Uncanny Spider-Man after this, and then Mystique helps Kurt and Silver um, Saber fight off Orcus and free all these 
mutants that have been captured by them. Um, and then she says that she's going to go find Destiny. And after that, she thinks there's going to be some sort of mutant uprising. And she wants to fight with Kurt in that. And he agrees. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, even like not knowing much of anything around this, I, I liked this issue. I thought yeah, it, was it was good. Fun. I mean, like, obviously, I, right, I knew characters from the 2000 movie. So I like, yes. you know, and uh, now obviously more. <laughs> but like, you know, so Mystique and Kurt are like well enough characters that I like have a good baseline. Yeah, I thought of that too. Enough I was like, oh, at least those two are in the like the the 2000s trilogy that we like watched as kids. Yes, like I didn't have to come straight from like not knowing who anyone was. Oh yeah, and especially for like a one-off. Like yeah, when I made you be like Marauders and be like, hey, remember that one character that Elliot Page played for like a movie and a half? Yeah, <laughs> like. But I liked Marauders too. But yeah, yeah. it is more like you got to put in effort to be like, oh, okay, I know who. Yeah, I know well, what's the going storm on was in that, though. Yeah. Yes, but like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. Sorry. Yeah, I, I liked the different flashbacks and everything and how it was done. I I mean, honestly, I I really liked this issue. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool. like such a good way to like finally just let this happen, and oh, yeah. then also kind of acknowledging all the dumb shit that like we had to go through. Well, I was like, gonna say one of the more recent things, like it's like we talked about all the discourse, like all the fanboys who suddenly oh, popped up. That's for actually Azazel. what I was about to and ask. They, is... I, they, um, yeah, there's a bunch of did like the fanboys, are like, well, no, 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 but he's a Zazel's son. And it's like, uh, hey, some some bones, like, well, they did that doesn't work because where does mutant powers come from then? And like a yeah. bunch of people were just like, hey, man, um, it's the action, it does what it wants. The powers aren't genetic, like, yeah, Banshee and his daughters have the same power, but like. All the Summers siblings have very different abilities. Yeah, but, but like, yeah, God, that's the dumbest. Because, like, Scott and Jean's kids, usually they have some sort of telepathic ability. But, like, magic can teleport, and Colossus has metal skin. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no genetic thing in no, it. No, like, it just well, randomly appears. Yeah. I mean, it does what Paige's it wants. hair is more brown now, but for a long time... Yeah. I had red hair, you had brown hair, and yeah. our younger sister had blonde hair. Yes. Like... like Genetics is weird, and sometimes yeah, no. it isn't obvious. Yeah, like, no, I saw people, is. like, getting all mad about, like... Because when I texted you, the, like, the oh, thing about the comic, yeah. you immediately responded, wow, a lot of Azazel fanboys coming out of the world. <laughs> it was, like, I think I saw it on Twitter, but it was the funniest thing of, like, explaining all this, like, dumb shit. And then it, it's this panel of Mystique and Destiny in bed holding, like, baby Kurt and being like, wow, I wonder if there's any other reason why people don't like this story. Hmm, what could it be? Like, and it's like, yeah, you guys are just mad that they, like, let the... The characters who have always intended to be lesbians be parents. And mm-hmm. as, like, Cal has been saying, like, why wouldn't Mystique be able to conceive a child as a man? That doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, why? Uh, I was going to say, while well, we were also talking about this, uh, and, like, how I mentioned uh, X-Men Evolutions was, like, yeah, it was kind of my first introduction to it besides my dad. Uh-huh. Uh, it made me look up what Nightcrawler looked like in that, because that's, oh, yeah. like, I, I don't know if you, because if he had a human disguise in the show and also, like, twink. Uh, like specifically the twinkiness of yeah, it, was... and it reminded me of like one of the like actually scary episodes from that show. That like courage stuck in my head was they slowed down his teleports, and oh, when he teleports, he actually goes to like a different dimension full of dinosaurs and lava. <laughs> it's a I. It's very weird, but yeah, they slowed that's down most of the time. How magic's powers work is until recently she had to go through limbo. Yeah, he like but, teleported but through. But lava and dinosaurs? Does he teleport through the Savage Land? I don't, they never told it. They just like, they, <laughs> okay. so, they literally like added a device that slowed Dallas teleport times instead of being instant. And he realized like, oh, he's going to this other dimension. And then the dinosaurs broke through the dimensional wall and started invading the X-Mansion. 
It was, I have tried to. It get, is I, a shitty show. I liked as a kid because like X Men. I have tried like three times to get through more there than was the also, first episode of X Men Evolution, and I see it was that in the episode where I don't even remember what character it is, but they start turning a bunch of like the mutants that have like kind of sucky powers evil. So like there's a one who like. Yeah, they kill plants. Then they turn evil, and like now they turn everything into acid plants and shit. And it's like, oh my god! And, and like they gave Angel bone wings in the show that way. Okay, isn't was... that the one way? It's like I, I'm always confused when I start watching that because the X Mansion exists and they all live there. Yeah, it... and Xavier's is is a school. Yeah, but then they attend the local high school. They they do both. Where Mystique is pretending to be the principal. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> not for fun. But yeah, I I it reminded me. Yeah, the the freaking. Dimensional Velociraptor episode because they slowed down Kurt. It, it might be the Savage Lands, to be honest with you. <laughs> but all I remember is like, it's a dimension entirely. It's all red, and there's red Velociraptors <laughs> covered in spikes and shit. Okay, well, the Savage Land is just like, it's like caveman times. It's always, and sometimes they went into cavemen there. Well, I guess my question was like, it, right, so obviously there were like the fanboys. Yeah. But like, I mean, and I'm sure that they were very loud. Like, of a generic public perception to this comic, how, how was that? Um, I feel like... Was it, like, mixed? Was it a small people were mad, but they were very fucking loud and annoying about it? Or did most I, people just like, oh, okay. I think it was mostly that because I... Well, I mean, the X-Men is very queer, but I feel like mm-hmm. most of the, like, X-Men stuff that I see is usually very queer. Right. So, like, mostly I only saw, like overwhelming positivity of this. Right. I think I've seen, like, some like, screenshots of, of some other people, which were kind of almost saying, like, what you do, where people be like, she can't impregnate someone. She's a woman. And everyone's like, why couldn't she? Right. And then somebody, like, being just like, oh, I didn't, like, like what you were saying, like, oh, I didn't really think that was a reveal. I just assumed she could do that. <laughs> right. Like, it's, it's just, like, so, what, like, yeah, so I think most, I mean, I feel like mostly it's been really positive. We're in a very weird kind of era right now because they're basically they're ending the Kokoa era mm-hmm. um, which I'm really disappointed about well at first I don't know at first I was really mad that they were kind of ending it because I really really like it but they kind of ended it in a really dramatic way because like basically the Hellfire Gala the the 2023 one was basically uh. hit by a terrorist attack of all the ones that have slowly been like been villains since the beginning of the Kokoa era right and so they're, they're able to do the thing where like they frame the mutants and so now it's gone back to, like, they all have to go in hiding. They don't have anywhere to be. And they're kind of scattered, like, most are in the White Hot Room, which is I, I, too difficult to explain. Yeah. They're in some of the weird plane of reality that right. that Jean Grey was about to be able to get most of the people to. Mm-hmm. So, like, back on Earth, we're basically hiding mostly in the, like, the old Morlock tunnels, um, where Sink and Talon, who's a clone of Laura from... Um, well, she's not a clone. She's technically there were there were two Loras, because mm-hmm. one got trapped in the and there were two Loras. She's the gotcha. older Laura. She's the older Laura. Gotcha. <laughs> like, I don't need to explain the, yeah. the false or anything. Um, but so like, it was really really dramatic, and it, it it was bringing in like all these different characters that are really like I'm kind of mad because I feel like I know what Marvel's trying to do, and, and it's making me mad that I'm kind of liking it. Is I feel like they're trying to get me. To read stuff outside of the X Men, and I'm doing it now because the X Men are in these things that I want. Like this, right. like it's called Uncanny Spider-Man. Right, but you've actually enjoyed it. Yes, and <laughs> yeah. like Invincible Iron Man is really good because that thing is is because Emma's so such like the public face of uh, a public face of Kokoa, but definitely of the Hellfire Gala. Right. And so 
she like super had to go into hiding to the point. So she's basically like, she's pretending, she's basically faked her own death and is pretending to be someone else and is like fake married to Iron Man at the moment. But it's, it's, it's like, it's really good. So like, I'm enjoying that. And then right. even the Ms. Marvel that they revealed is also a mutant. And so she's trying to like have to deal with this like, I'm not really out even as a superhero, but I'm definitely not going to let anyone know that Ms. Marvel's a mutant. But now, like, I want to help you guys out, too. So she's, like, working for them undercover. But so how does the, that work as, like, so, like, she's not really out as a superhero. So she's definitely not going to be out as a mutant. Yeah. So is that the ideal of, like, of a, a superhero is more oh, acceptable well, it's if more... it's happened to, like, during your life, something's happened to you to cause you to have powers? Is yeah, that what you're saying? usually. Well, for her, is more she's in high school and her parents don't know that she's Miss Marvel. Okay. Is the thing. And so, um, but I guess, like, I'm guess also, like, what, like with Spider-Man, Spider-Man and stuff. Well, I So mean, people, like, kind of respect it more if it is something that happened rather than, like, just your genetics? Yeah, basically. Well, because it's, okay. like, think of, like, Captain America. He agreed to be a super soldier. Right. So, so he gets to be cool. Like, Spider-Man okay. was just, like, a kid who got bit by a spider. Um, but I think it's more mostly the thing of, like, the minority metaphor that we're always doing. Yeah. With, so that's kind of, like, why it makes sense. And it, No, I think it's interesting doing it like that. Like, I yeah. think that brings a lot of interesting points into, like, yeah. oh, yeah, Kurt needs to hide that he's Spider-Man because he's a mutant and being yeah. Spider-Man. But normal Spider-Man, we love him, and he can stay doing that because we just assume that... He became a weird Spider-Man somehow, somehow. Yes. Well, this is, um, well, it's more, they're genetically different. So, yeah. you know, which I guess, yeah, your right. genes probably change if you get bit by a radioactive spider or you become the Hulk or whatever. Right. I don't even know how that happened. But, um. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't need to be explained. I feel like Hulk is the most boring-ass superhero ever. Yeah, um, oh, so what's going on right now, though, is because of the, quote, mutant massacre that mm -hmm. happened. Oh, also the Kokoa medicine. Remember that they that they were getting to people in like Marauders. Yeah, the um, was not that like it could cure you. Um, it could cure a lot of things, and it could ex expand um, uh, expand um like like longevity Le of life. Oh right, right, because it could it could like was that having to do with the resurrection shits? Shit uh, not really. The re resurrection was more the the five who were okay. able to, who were a group of five mutants who were able to res resurrect people. But God, was it Orcus? Someone put a kill switch in a bunch of, of the Krakoan medicine. Mm. So that killed a bunch of humans. And then also a bunch of humans died at the attack of the Hellfire Gala, which Orcus, who was one of, they're like, they're basically like Amazon, let's say. So, like, they're this huge, like, company that everyone thinks is good, but really they're, like, they're terrorists. Yeah. Um, not saying everyone who works at Amazon is a terrorist. <laughs> but um, let's say Nimwad is Jeff Bezos in this situation, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so... They're basically now saying, like, oh, well, the mutants are, they, they, they poisoned all this medicine, and they were trying to have their own their own nation. Like, that's not good. And then, like, yeah. and now they killed all these humans. So now it's that, like, their mutants are really being targeted again. And that's why, like, everyone is hiding. And why, you know, Kurt's pretending to be Spider-Man, and, like, and Kate and gotcha. Sink and Talon are living in the tunnels, and Emma's married to spider Not married to Spider-Man. <laughs> um, uh, Iron Man. Is married to Iron Man. Um, so, like, but the start of this kind of, like, Fall of X, it was it was very dramatic and like I really hated Kate's redesign. I know I, I texted yeah, you yeah, yeah. kind of that. The Peach Momoko um like Shadow Cat redesign. But it, it kind of worked in the comics because like it was such a dramatic, crazy thing. And she is a really cool it's at the end of the Hellfire. Because like now all the gates have been shut off, Kate can't use them now. 
So she's the only person now who can use the gates. Okay. So she ends up, like, doing the hellfire. They're all just, like, hiding. And she's just leaning back against one, like she always does, because, like, she can't use it. And she falls through it. And she's there with, like, 17, like, Orcus agents. And, look, and they're just like, oh, well, we now have, like, a kill order for any mutant we see. We're supposed to, like, shoot on sight now. So she murders 17 people. Yeah. And then she gets some dramatic, gothy redesign. And I was like, okay, this works. She's always been terrible at fashion. And she goes in real hard with whatever she's going to make her theme be. And by uh-huh. now it's being a goth ninja. So, like, I was like, okay. So, like, I liked it, but it feels like, a lot of people keep saying it feels like we're, we're like, sprinting to the finish for no real reason. Because it feels like Jonathan Hickman left and then, like, the X office just didn't know what to do with the X-Men anymore, which is annoying me because like now we're bringing in all of these other characters right. from other Marvel things, which usually don't sell as well as the X-Men comics do. Right. So now you're trying to get me to do this other stuff, but you're also blowing up the thing I actually liked and the yeah. thing that actually sells. So like, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping like we come out of this good, but I'm just really worried we're going to revert back to the school. And I don't yeah. want that to happen. Because yeah, it yeah. was one, it was... Called. Like they're like like almost like they're just trying to figure out like, oh we're we're in a corner now and we actually really have to think of what to do with this so let's just blow it up and, and start again because now we are in control. And yes, which it like makes no sense because it, yeah, it was it was one it was one of the newer ones. What's uh I don't know what it was for it was might have been I I don't know one of the two new one offs but it kind of like had like a teaser implying that we might go back and kill Moira in the past which would just mean the entire Kokoa era never happened. And if they do that, I'm going to be really fucking pissed. Yeah, that's the worst. Even if, like, if even if you've done a story and you find a way to stupidly end it and start a different story, that's better than just being like, it was all a dream. Basically, and I'm really <laughs> yeah, like, worried they're going to do that. Because, that's like, so if, fucking if frustrating. If you've done that, like... There, and it there, fucks up your canons in the future, There's too. so many things that that does. Like, it, yeah. like is Kate can- canonically bisexual if we've done that? Right. Like... Are, do, are Kate and Emma friends? Like, was Colossus ever possessed? Like, yeah. is a beast uh, Henry Kissinger fascist? Like, <laughs> are Betsy and Rachel together? Like, yeah. that means so many different things. And I was like, if we... And why why would we revert it back to the pre-Cocoa yeah. era? I was like, yeah. no. With Kate with her fucking terrible haircut when she's almost marrying Colossus? Like, no. Yeah. Do not bring us back to that era. So... Yeah, so the X Men is one of my hyperfixations. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, no, I I got you. <laughs> All right. Um. So now that I'm done just ranting, um, about, about the current state of the X Men comics, what are we going to talk about next time? I guess we've been rotating, so I guess Brad, it would be your turn. Do you have something, or do you? Or can Cal talk about Boulder's Gate again? <laughs> Well, that that's a considering. I have started, but I don't think I will be ready for a pretty big project I, I'm starting on that I've kind of talked about a few times on here. I think maybe for one second, or so. but like this whole ideal of like I, I don't I don't even know what I ended up calling it. Of like I think I ended up calling it who who owns a piece of art of like of the of public's perception of art versus the creator's intention of that art mm-hmm. and how those can fuck around with each other. Mm-hmm. And so I've started that, but I think that's going to be at least a, a, at least <laughs> yeah. another time. I think there will be one in between I, that. Uh, I mean, for, I can always rant about a couple topics. Right. But you should, like, write something yeah. out. Yeah, I'll write something and, out. And um, <laughs> have an ideal of what, have a, a thing we are specifically talking about. One episode. <laughs>
Um, I'll say I could. I know we got away from Star Wars, but I could even talk about the Visions episodes that I really liked. Yeah, we could talk about Visions. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can always do a Fallout rant if necessary. What general Fallout lore? Yeah, but, yeah, but like all of Fallout is a crazy amount. You should pick one period, one True. one story that you like of, of shit. There's so many. <laughs> exactly, but yeah. right, and that's what I mean is yeah. if you try to do a general shit I like in Fallout, you'll just be like. <gasps> All of it. <laughs> well, I think it'll be like a timeline thing, but yeah. Well, the yeah we could just do because isn't there's uh, a, a canonical timeline? Oh, yeah. Jackie is playing the lead. Yeah. I did not know that. I literally saw that. Um, like Jackie from Yellow Jackets is well, playing one the lead of the three. Three. Oh, One okay, of the okay, three. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know she was in it, and I was like, oh hey, Jackie. Yeah, she's she's uh she's okay. the vault dweller. Okay, when does that come? Uh. Because that's okay. a, much later in the, But if we would no, do that, that this be... year, um, because the Fallout Magic decks come out the same week as your surgery. Uh-huh. Um, so, crud, I need $400 for that. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. don't, don't get your surgery, Brett needs $400. No, no, that's a joke. Actually, I've been making down payments on those decks. Um, um, uh, it premieres on April 12th. Okay, that wouldn't be a bad So, right idea. after the cards. Yeah, I would love to do an episode because you know I'm going to watch the show. Yeah. Well, so, we can we so probably they, do the show for this. Well, yeah. right. We can definitely do the show. <gasps> I mean, yeah. it has Jackie in it, so I want to watch it. But yeah, I can right. do a general timeline. Did yeah. you want to do, I'll do like a timeline a, and then we have a Like leading block. up to what happens to fall to the... Well, we could do kind of like what Cal did with the Baldur's Gate of kind of a more inter... Like, could, yeah, would I can do this Introductory into the Fallout series. Yeah, the timeline is a great introduction as well. Because... Right. Um, but I, like, I just mean, probably don't go too far no, away no, no, from no. where the game is in the timeline. Yeah, because we're not sure what time the show is actually going to take place because right. it is canon, separate area, new vaults, new new town. Yeah, they made okay. new stuff it's in the all okay, new so, But oh. it's all canon. But okay. they did the right thing and made it somewhere else. They just okay, where so nothing's we're not happening. Are making up a new story. They're not retelling a game. Yes, which oh, okay. we freaking love. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's, okay. that's a better but yeah, I will Especially do, yeah, I can do an intro. intro this is Fallout t- intro. Okay. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, I really like that series. Well, I mean, this is like, this was kind of just basically, I tied it to this one comic, but it was mostly just Kurt's backstory. Yeah, how yeah, we've yeah. always wanted Misty and Destiny to be biological parents. Mm-hmm. And then we got yeah. it. I don't even yeah. have to hit all the big, I can hit the big notes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can we'll definitely go on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. cool. All right. So, um, a, a, a tagline to lead us into our plugging thing. Um, well, if you have anything, <laughs> just go back to what we were doing. If you have anything to say about the X Men or have any other topic, who's that, your favorite X Men? Tell us <laughs> that you would um, like us to have. To, unless it's a Zazel, then stay away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You here. probably haven't listened to this podcast. <laughs> probably not. Um, How's your Punisher comic going? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> not the comments though you can't read them you just gotta have the sticker because no, yeah. if you read them they go to against what you think the Punisher yeah, is yeah. you just got the Punisher stick on the back of your pickup truck yeah um, um, <laughs> I was focusing toward our okay, so enjoy if you have anything to say about um, the X-Men or any other topic you would like us to cover we are a hyperfan pod on Twitter and Tumblr and hyperfan pod at gmail.com alright and we will be back, let's say, two weeks after this, uh, t- talking about an intro general timeline of Fallout. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. That sounds, yeah. Yeah, I can definitely do that. For that. All right. Well, we will see all of you then. All right. Bye. Bye. Retoshimi. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>
Harvey's little nose. <laughs> just under. <laughs> he keeps um, hitting it over and then trying to grab it. And then... um, do you want to get more wine, Kyle? Yeah. I need to pick. Anyway. 